Let's get ready to rumble! Send me full street Baptist church. We call us sin is sin, sin. We're around here between Normandy and Weston. We call this here a little twin and twin twin. I would I would play the actual song, but uh, copyright. We don't we can't afford that. Yeah, royalties. So if we just sing it. We can say that it was a different song or something. Yeah, something like that. We are back already for episode two, folks. Oh, did you hear that? The forty opening up. Forty. Oh, yes. No Fuck more, the wine. No more wines and lines, no. guys. That was just a one-time thing. A good old malt liquor for episode two of the Suds and Buds. That is right, baby. Drink up. Drink up. Ooh, I'm thirsty. I gotta tell you. And boy, do I love old English. It really helps quench my thirst. Ah, that's refreshing. We got a good episode today. You know, the main thing I'm excited about is that we always start talking football, and your fucking Eagles didn't play on Sunday, so we get a goddamn break of the undefeated this, greatest that. Uh, I get tired of hearing that, especially because my team just keeps finding a way to be terrible. I mean, (laughs) I can't even be mad about last week because... Ripian, or I don't even know how to pronounce yeah, his ripen. last name. Ripen, Ripen, whatever it is. Something like that. I, what was that? Russell Wilson was. I, I don't. I couldn't tell the difference. Um. I mean, we scored <laughs> what nine points like we usually do. So it was you know same old same old. I can't remember a Sunday where I was so exhausted and tired during football. Like, even, because, I mean, I've been working a lot, but like, even when I have, like, work, I've been doing a bunch of shit, like, oh, I'm t- it's like a football Sunday, man. I'm going to wait for the games, man. Like, football's going to keep me up. I mean, even if the Eagles weren't playing, I still, I'm a football fan. Like, hey, I'm excited to watch some football. Fuck me. Uh, that was uh, that, well, a couple of snoozers this week. If uh, That was my fault, too, because I convinced you in the afternoon slate that since Russell Wilson wasn't playing, that for some miracle of a reason the Broncos were going to turn it around. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think it's everybody. I mean, Russell Wilson's definitely a fucking issue. Um, but Nathaniel Hackett, um, I'm thinking he's going to be a one-and-done coach. And that's, you know, you never want that for somebody. But, I mean, God, could it not go this bad this fast? Like, yeah. Wow. It's going to have to be for that guy. Um, and, hey, you know, I, you had to, you got to keep hope alive. So, I mean, I'm not mad at you. You, you got to hope that your team can turn it around. And you guys can. I mean, like I said, uh, we've said it last week. Or, yeah, when we last did it. The defense is solid. If you can just get the offense going, you guys would actually be contenders. Um, right now, you something you bet you never thought you would ever hear in your life. If only Russell Wilson could be a little bit more like Geno Smith. <laughs> Who would have fucking thought, huh? To start the season... I would have told you coming into week eight, the Broncos are one of the most boring teams and the worst teams in the NFL, mm. and the Seahawks have a winning record. Wow. I mean, what the fuck, man? The yeah. NFL is unpredictable. Impossible! I'll tell you what, Pete Carroll's walking around like his dick is 12 inches. Cause... Well, I don't think I don't think he's walking around like it is. I think he has confirmed that it is a minimum of 12 inches. I mean, to get rid of Russell Wilson and to have a 4-3 and three winning record going yeah. into Week 8, like, dude, yeah. And they're playing good ball, man. They're just playing good-ass ball. 
Um, I guess it's just a shocker. You, it was such a, it is very, very shocking season. Um, you know, you look at Tom Brady, man, and he looks just like his life is falling apart. The wife leaving you, your football team can't do shit. You starting to all that great diet starting to look like it don't mean shit. He's starting to look. Last the last time we saw, every time we see him in the press, Tom Brady looks more and more like a Sears mannequin, and I can't <laughs> I can't ignore it. I'm like, is this guy okay? I I think he went like it was. He went to get plastic surgery in the off season. Remember that two week hiatus or hiatus he left, and yeah. then he came back like, and his face was sucked in. Yeah, I think he like got a long term extended release type of. Uh, you know, and it's just slowly getting more and more. His face is getting tighter and tighter, and it's just yeah. slowly getting worse as the season progresses. And I'm sure his wife leaving him isn't helping, and his team is trash. So. Yeah, it's either plastic surgery or he was doing some ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers, and uh, he had a much worse experience. <laughs> and it is proven ayahuasca does not help you play football. Obviously, <laughs> man. Another because thing I bet you never thought you'd hear say Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers suck right now. <laughs> turns out in Aaron Rodgers' case, uh, receivers are kind of important to have in football. Just, just a little but, bit. <laughs> you might need one or two of those guys if you want to throw it, you know? How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Yeah, man, that's wild. And it, it really, everyone's kind of fucked from it because look at Devontae over in Las Vegas. I mean, you got Derek Carr who... Well, well, I, I, I haven't watched much Raiders games, but I've only seen, like, Devontae Adam get targeted, like, five times. I mean, I think he gets... I don't like watching Raiders games just because fuck the Raiders. You know, being yeah. a Broncos fan, I have to say fuck the Raiders. Yeah, that's true. But I don't... I think he's getting... Tar- I think he's our number one receiver for sure. But mm-hmm. um, I just think, you know, I mean, Derek Carr is playing like you would expect Derek Carr to play. He's yeah. not... He's not playing up. He's not playing down. He's playing exactly like you would expect Derek Carr to play football. Shout out to the Bakersfield athletes, everybody. <laughs> if you did not know, he's a Bakersfield boy, homegrown. Hey, he's you know he's starting still, so that's something. Yes, you know who else is starting? Uh, you want to talk about who is a, a good example of some Bakersfield ballers? DJ Reed over on the New York Jets. In case you don't know who. He is. He is one of the highest ranked defensive backs in the league. He does his fucking job, and he's from Bakersfield. He's doing his thing over there on the Jets. Shout out to DJ Reed. Not only from Bakersfield, but Independence High School, where me and you got to play football. We got to play on the field with DJ Reed. That man was an absolute madman. I only I only practiced with him, but uh, because I was I never I wasn't on you know I never started. Well, you were a year you were a year behind. And that was yeah. Yeah, I I played. He was a senior when I was a junior. That's why I got to play. I didn't right. play on March days a sophomore either, so. Right, right. But, uh, no, yeah, he's always such a cool dude. Shout out to DJ. Yeah, and K-State alum, for those of you who don't know, I <laughs> did not graduate from Kansas State University, but I went there for a semester. So, I repped that shit for life. Shout out K-State. Shout out PyCap. Omega Pi Omega! Omega Pi Omega! That's all I got to say on that. But, yeah, DJ went to K-State and was an absolute baller at K-State, too. Was kind of oh, slept yeah. on at K-State. And, what, DJ's been in the re- or in the league for, like, four years now or something like that. And he's he's gotten, you know, a lot of opportunities to start and play. But this year's the first year that, like, he's starting to become a household name when the Jets play football. Like, oh. Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, mm-hmm. that is a combo that is mentioned every fucking mm-hmm. game, as it should be, because both of those guys are yeah, dude, they're on Salah's uh, defense. Right? I mean, he's the head coach, but you, you know how he's a defensive mind, dude. He's on, uh, he's on Salah's team, man. So he's he's getting the knowledge. He's already had the skill. 
that that Jets team is, uh, you know, they're not going to do shit this year. But uh, I think you're a little arrogant if you don't see a little future for them. If they keep, you know, if they if they can keep their fucking heads on their shoulders, they could probably try to build something over there. They got the talent to the, do it. The young talent. The yeah. young talent they have is insane. And, it, I mean, they were looking good for this year. Um, losing Brees Hall is going to extremely hurt them. Fucking too. Is, it, is it Brees Hall? Brees Hall? It's Brees Hall, Brees man. Hall. That, yeah, I, yeah. that sucked, man. I, yeah, feel, I wish that guy didn't get hurt. He was man. fun to watch. I had him on my fantasy team, too. Mm-hmm. And in just the last two weeks, he was starting to fucking eat, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm hoping Gone. he bounces back, man. How will he, I hope he comes back next year with a bench. Yeah, I hate to see anybody get hurt. Oh, Even no, Cowboy no. players. I hate to see guys tear their ACLs. That shit sucks, man. So Yeah, nothing nothing but the best for uh, Brees Hall. But um, before... I want to. I know we we already talked about it and skipped over the, the Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers things. Yeah. Not only did these two guys lose, I don't. I I just don't want this to be skipped over and downplayed. They lost to the Washington Commanders and the Carolina Panthers, arguably the two worst teams in NFL right now. Yeah. And they got like the um, the Bucks weren't even close. Twenty one to no, three. No, they couldn't even score. Twenty one to three. Yeah, on Tom, the Panthers. Tom Brady could not score on that Panthers defense at all. And, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers just kind of got unlucky because what are you going to do about Taylor Heineke? That dude's just – that dude. You want to talk about having yeah. a large cog? Taylor <laughs> Heineke is fucking hung, man. That dude does not care. He will throw an interception and just turn around and bomb it again. And this is the penis segment. Go, go ahead and tell us more <laughs> hey, about you, you. No, 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 no. You started with the penis thing. You mentioned uh, uh, Pete Carroll's penis. So uh, that's what got us started. Well, look. All right. I was just giving him his kudos, you know. And, and I, I mean, was giving my kudos. And I mean, hey, I'm, I mean – all right, he does. Well, Who knows? It's Pete Carroll. He coached at SC. All right. Well, let's let's get off this uh, this cock talk. What the hell did you just say? Um. And let's let's move on here. We had a big trade happen in between the two podcasts and the last podcast and this one. Christian McCaffrey being traded to the 49ers. Do you see this making them an immediate threat? I mean, I I kind of considered them a threat already, but what do you feel about this? Absolutely. Just because it's C Mac. Um, now, I mean, I want to call it a blockbuster trade. I don't know if you can because I only got fucking picks for him, which, I mean, I guess it makes sense because of how injury-prone the guy is. So if, he, if he can make it through a whole season, um, yeah, he's one of the most dangerous guys in the league. Um, we got to see how it's going to work with Jimmy G, you know? I mean, Jimmy G can get the ball there sometimes, but um, I don't know. I, I mean, if you just look at it on paper – yeah, they should cruise to the Super Bowl with that. T- I mean, mm, Debo I mean, Samuels and, and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's that's disgusting. Like on paper, like that, and that, and plus that defense. Oh my God, D'Amico Ryan's has that defense losing their minds. I'm pretty sure they're the number one ranked defense in the league right now, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, yeah, dude, uh, like I said, on paper they should have everything going, but we just got to see how that's gonna work. Obviously, they couldn't do it against the Chiefs, but I mean that's fucking Patrick Mahomes and. He yeah. went crazy with Nicole Hardman on my fucking bench, which is something I am depressed about. <laughs> and the the thing with the Niners is, um, I mean, you because they've had Jimmy G, I guess, I don't really consider them a threat during the regular season. Like, they're not a team. I mean, fuck, the Broncos beat them this year and were trash. I mean, they were, you know, they had just got Jimmy G back, so that was a weird thing. But, um, yeah, they're a team that just, like, in the regular season, you know, you, you expect them to get to maybe 10 12 wins to have a good season or a little below that. But you get that fucking team in the playoffs with that defense, that defense carries into the playoffs. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan's offense carries into the playoffs and you got Debo now and C-Mac. Yeah. I would not want to play the 49ers in the playoffs. I don't care what seed they are. 
If they make it, be afraid. Yeah, uh, I would definitely be more comfortable if, you know, however, we, we'll see what the who's number ones and twos and all that when the playoffs come. Um, obviously, the Eagles will be in the playoffs at this point. I don't know, you know, where we're going to fall exactly. But uh, it would be ideal to not have to play the Niners, I would say that. I know if we did play them, we can beat them, absolutely. It would be a test on the defense, on our defense, um, stopping, like I said, all that talent, C-Mag, Debo. Um, I mean, fuck, Brandon Ayuk uh, has a lot more opportunity to eat now with all these guys on that damn field. It's only, you know, eyes are going everywhere. You can't cover everybody. Um, so we're going to see how it works out. Like like you said, the, uh, it all relies on Jimmy G. And he, he's proven he can be consistent enough in the playoffs to get him deep. Absolutely. You kind of you kind of need a guy, you know, and at that big moment, you need a guy. Can you and be that guy? He's a dude, but he's not a guy. I, I may, I, I don't know. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. But we can go into some predictions for this upcoming week and let I, people know what we think is going to go down. Little, before we get going, I got a little fact to for you. Hit us with it. Out of all the NFL games for Week Eight. There is only one in which both teams have a winning record. Only one game. And it is none other than the New York Giants versus the Seattle Seahawks. Are you fucking serious right now? Are you fucking kidding me? Week 8 and this is the only game with two winning teams? What? That look, Don't ever say <laughs> that the NFL is predictable. Don't ever say that anything in the NFL is a sure thing. Nothing is a guarantee. This is football, baby, and it, there's a reason they say any given Sunday. And not only are they teams winning, I'm excited about this game. Seahawks and Giants is going to be fucking fun to watch, man. Oh, I got Gino all day. I, got Gino. I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I, I'm big on Brian Dable, so... Uh, I, I just want him to win. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big guy, too, so I root for the big guys, you know? You're, and Dable, Dable's a big guy, so... No, you're more like you're more like Buff Santa, no, and Brian Dable no. is like... Or quit, Dable, however you say it. Quit complimenting me on here. He's like... I don't even know what you can compare Dable to. You look like a motherfucking <laughs> He's like the Michelin Man's little brother. <laughs> He's yeah, I, I, he's the little brother of the Michelin man. If he was like six four, he looks oh. like a, an old. I, I, how, how tall? He looks like he's like five nine. I'm from the time. Like I don't know how tall he is, but he looks like he's like under six foot or right at six foot. If I saw and, him in Walmart, I thought he coached high school wrestling. Yeah, well, exactly. He looks like a dude that you know played athletics, but you know wasn't an athlete, and then found his way into being a high school coach uh -huh. just because he, he kept with the commitment to the sport. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, that he tells all the students about back in his day how good he was, and then, you know, the tape come out, and he was on the bench the whole time. Uh -huh. <laughs> but goddamn, can he coach a football team? He looks like a guy that cheated on his wife with his wife's sister. Jesus. But, I mean, and then the wife walked in, and they had a threesome. And well, you're I, him, I, now you're getting him a lot of credit. Well, are you giving a guy credit for that? Yeah. What? You had a threesome with your wife and his and her sister? Uh. That I mean. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 For you're gonna tell that story. They're you're, gonna be like, well, you're right. You're the fucking I was, man. I was looking at that wrong. That is huge kudos to Brian. <laughs> huge kudos to him. I can't tell if we're roasting him or we're like putting him on the pedestal. A little bit of both. I yeah. I want to roast him, but let him know that I love him at the same time. He is my favorite coach and hands down coach of the year right now. I was gonna say roast him or not, he's a coach of the year candidate right now. If you end the season right now, he's definitely getting it. But um, I I will say if we if we make a playoff run and hit the Super Bowl, Sirianni's a uh, Sirianni 
would Sirianni would deserve Coach of the Year as well. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. If he if he keeps up like he is, he deserves it just as much. And um, but if if Dable gets that Giants team to ten plus wins, I mean, my God, because they didn't yeah, they didn't make any changes this offseason. They just didn't, man. Yeah, it's impressive. So like everybody with the Eagles, we were hoping, and I believed from the start that Jalen Hurts could make this jump, and he has, and he's yeah, baby, <laughs> goddamn impressive. I can't wait to see him in the playoffs, but um. Okay, well let's 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 move on here to our actual predictions. I'm looking at the games here, and uh, yeah, we do not have a whole lot of good ones coming on this week. Thursday night, Ravens Bucks. Who you got? Oh, Ravens. I think you have to take oh, Ravens. Yeah. yeah, Lamar Jackson. They need the win. They've been they've been winning pretty much all year, and then just find a way to lose at the very end of the game. And Tom Brady coming off a short week, off of just an atrocious loss, and everything that's happening to him. I just yeah, the Ravens need this win, and then and the Buccaneers are just they're going downwards, man. They're mm. they're trending down, so I can't see them just turning it around on a short week like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that. I'm, we are on and we are in agreement, I should say. Um, honestly, you guys might have an interesting one. You're the London game this week. You guys and the Jags, and uh, usually London. I mean, like I said, any given Sunday, man, football is is, is surprising. It could be a, a good ass game. You never know, folks. If if you wake up at 6.30 in the morning to watch the Jaguars and Broncos play in London, you are a true football fan and you've earned your stripes. I don't even know if I'm going to wake up for this fucking game. I mean, my God, man. I, I will not. Yeah, no, I – the Jaguars, to start the year, like, they had you wanting to believe that they were mm-hmm. actually turning it around. And I'm, I still kind of want to believe it. But, yeah, man, it's a it's a no for me, dog. Um, and the Broncos, you already know how I feel about that. I don't even want to watch my own team anymore. I'm saying this is technically this is technically a prime time game they're giving you. They're the only one playing at six thirty. That's, that's how many prime time games now? Five? Ugh, too too many. Too that's, many. That's yeah. how many it is. It's disgusting. So um, yeah, people don't wake up for that one. Um, the only who, one who do you got though? You think you're going to beat them? No, absolutely not. Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are going to win, and I think they're going to cover the minus two and a half. I expect them to win by three. Yeah, I was gonna say I will. I do think the Jags will beat you guys just because I think Trevor Lawrence will probably shine. He'll probably try to ball out out in London, um, but I don't think they'll blow you guys out. I, I definitely think it will be a close game. It's gonna be final score: Broncos nine, Jaguars twelve. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens again, boy, it's like almost like this thing is scripted. I have, I'd have to. I'd have to start. Recognizing those conspiracies that all this shit is dramatized. Oh man, you have to believe at some point some of the shit, man. Yeah. Some of the shit. But let's go back to the rest. No, we won't. We can't talk about every game, I guess. But um, the first morning one that catches my eyes: Raiders and Saints. I was looking up a little earlier: Dolphins Lions, and that's just because oh. I still want to believe so badly in the Lions because of hard knocks. <laughs> I want to <laughs> believe it is so fucking bad. Get the and, hard knocks bias, but yeah. uh. I mean, I don't. Their offense is not bad, man. They haven't off. Except they for can... last week when I had yeah. to put Jared Goff in for Jalen Hurts as my fantasy. Oh Monday. boy, yeah. yeah, that was not the Rough. week. To put not the off. week. I yeah. thought, yeah, not number one week. offense, maybe why not? Yeah, no. but they they've shown. I mean, we do got Swift coming back, so that's uh, gonna be a big difference maker there. Or, or was he back last week? Actually, no, yeah, I don't think he played last last week. I believe this is the week he comes back. If I'm not wrong, I could be wrong. Usually am, but uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, that offense isn't like. I mean, they have. Their record makes them look worse than they are. Is what I'm trying to say. Like I don't think they're a total dog shit team anymore. Like they just, you know, they had to they had to open up against us. You know what I mean? And that 
was a close game, and you know they ended up they almost made a comeback. That's heartbreaking. And after all these other games, that you know, it kind of just it, it it it's a bad reflection, I think. Definitely. Um, I I mean, I just want to see Dan Campbell do good, and I hope he gets another mm-hmm. couple of years to try to turn that program around because those guys want. You could see on Hard Max, those guys buy into what he's doing, and we'll see. Man, he, just, he he seems like a better coach than before, and that's the reason that organization has always been dog shit. Uh, it's a it's a it's a fucking trash organization because they don't know how to handle coaching. They keep bad coaches. They don't fire the bad ones. They get good ones and let them go too fast. It's a, it's just a bad you know bad organization. And some and that's a lot of, for some teams. That's why they'll never be shit. You know, Miami's getting three and a half in that game. Um, you know, if I was a betting man, and I am, and I was feeling frisky, I'd take the Lions. Mm. I expect Miami to win, but Miami to win by three, maybe, with mm. a three-and-a-half spread. That's Lions covering the spread. You're mm. welcome. Okay. And, you know, I mean, I would listen to my betting. I, I, I know I said I was going to mention this at the end, but I just can't fucking wait. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many of you listened. Well, I, Tyler didn't get the podcast out in time. This is his fault. But for uh-huh. those of you who have listened to the first one, you now know that when I tell you to bet on something, you should fucking do it, folks. I know what I'm talking about, and I'm probably going to lose you a lot of money in the future because I got this first one right, but best believe I'm riding high right now, so I'm going to just be throwing out bets all the time now. For those of you that did not listen to that that first podcast we did, I released it a little late. Yes, I did. But Cody was absolutely correct in his all his, pretty much all his UFC picks. Uh, the parlay should have fucking hit. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad. I mean, look. I love Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah. He did it. It was a great fight. He fought way better than I expected him to. Peter Yan should have won that fight. I would. I was going to say, man, <laughs> I, I was watching it at work, dude, and in, I was able to catch the the second and third round of that fight, and I'm same here. I'm a Sugar Sean O'Malley fan. I like him. Uh, I think that kid's exciting. He's fun to watch, but uh, man, I thought Peter Yan won the fight, and it, that's why I hate going to the cards, man. I sometimes... I think a real, real fight gotta, you know, you gotta have your winner. You win some, you lose some. But you live, you live to fight another day. Um, But even, and in that case, like, I don't know. I'm not a judge, but if I, on my scorecard, it was 29-28, like how they had a split decision, but it would have went the other way. I mean, I, um, not to say that the UFC is rigged or anything, but... You see this a lot in situations where you have a young, upcoming fighter that's got a lot of hype, a lot of fan base behind them, and a fighter that is at the top of the division, but has, you know, Peter Yon's already fought for the title a couple times. He's already he's already had his big run to the top and mm-hmm. then maintained it for a little bit, and now mm-hmm. it's settled down. If you let a fight like that go to the decision, 10 times out of 10, they're going to take the young kid because the UFC sees dollar bills before anything else. And I promise you, Sean O'Malley in the next title fight is going to bring a lot more fucking money than Peter Yon would have. Hey, look, I don't know Dana White personally, but we all know about Dana White. Dana White loves Benjamin Franklin more than his own mother did. And I don't disrespect him for it. It's a smart move. It's You could see it clearly. Mm-hmm. It is so much more financially beneficial to put Sean O'Malley in the next title fight over Peter Yawn. I mean, Peter Yawn and um, Aljamain Sterling, this, this would have been their third fight. Yeah. Nobody wanted to see that shit. Yeah. You know, we would have paid, I mean, the true UFC fans would have watched it. It would have been a great fight, mm-hmm. but 
you want to get the the true UFC fans are going to buy the fights either way. Either fucking way. Dana White's trying to bring in the guys that don't watch it that much, and they're all big fans of Sugar Sean, as they should be. He's a fun guy. He's an entertaining guy, and uh, he brings a lot of fans to the to the UFC. So yeah, expect him. I, I he's got to get the title fight next. I mean, he beat the number one contender, so yeah. Expect him against Aljamain Sterling in the next title fight. Ooh wee. I need to get really back into UFC now, because uh, now I, I I got to that point where I can only catch a couple fights, really look out for my favorite fighters. Uh, but I need to get all the way back into it. We need we need to honestly tap into my cousin. Shouts out to my cousin Kobe Stansel. He's a Kobe. He, he probably is, knows more about you, or he does know more about mm-hmm. UFC than me. Him, oh yeah. Him and our buddy Paul. Those mm-hmm. two. Shout out Paul. Shout out Kobe. Those guys are UFC experts. Those guys know everything about them. We'll, we'll, maybe, we'll, we'll try to get them on the podcast. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know. They're both uh, they're both very busy men. Paul runs the Fortune 500. Kobe Kobe just started his new sells fortune cookies. Yeah, <laughs> Kobe just started his new app. You know, it, it tells you how rich you look uh, just from taking a picture of you. And, uh, Unfortunately, it's actually I actually a good idea. Maybe I should write that down. Yeah, I mean, you if you can come up with software for that. Okay, but we got a little <laughs> sidetracked. Back to football. Game number two, you brought up the Raiders and the Saints. That is the other morning game that does um, catch your attention a little bit before, obviously, I know the game you're going to talk about after that one. But we'll talk about the Raiders and the Saints first. Your thoughts on that? I'll tell you what, I think the Raiders uh, pull it out. I think the Raiders go get a dub. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing Andy Dalton as the Saints, then yeah. That's the, the only reason. And I mean, even if they played against Jameis, and I love Jameis. I Winston, love Jameis so funny, much. <laughs> by far the funniest player in the NFL. That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. How many people want to eat a W tonight? Shouts out to Jameis Everything Winston. hurts. <laughs> I can, and pain everywhere. <laughs> we, can, we can make a whole podcast on Jameis Winston's quotes and just the little things he's done. But I've been a fan of that, that nigga since Florida State. And yeah, shout out to James Winston, but he's struggling this year, man. If we can be objective, he's just uh, hurt. Yeah, and he's, he's always struggling. I mean, he's yeah. always a guy. He's yeah. just a goofy. He plays football goofy. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know how else to explain it. Uh, we love you, James. We love but, uh, James. Shout yeah, out. I, I don't think I don't think that Raiders defense will, will step up, and I think uh, Derek Carr will have his good because we know he's capable of having baller games. You know, he can put up elite numbers uh, every every now and then. Um, but I think they pull it out. I think he's going to have a good game. Absolutely. And they're giving the Raiders. Raiders minus two in that game. I think you uh, take the Raiders minus two. I think, yeah, that's that's an easy one there. I think that's actually, that's actually if I'm going to tell you about one thing this week, it's going to be Raiders minus two over the Saints. And I hate the Raiders, but that's the number that I would think you'd have to take. Okay. Go ahead, Tyler. Go ahead and talk about the next game you want to talk about on the you, you, see, see you, you thought I wanted to talk about the Eagles, but I was actually going to skip ahead. I was—I mean, we all know I think that we're going to win. <laughs> you're, um, you're playing the Steelers. I mean, and I don't think we'll blow them out. I think I honestly—I I mean, know. I don't the know. Are that good. You guys are blow them out. We might. I don't know. We'll see. It would be very. I mean, we are coming off our bye. We're going to be fresh, ready to go. You know, Jalen has these fucking guys keyed in. I mean, we—and that's the thing I love about Jalen Hurts. We're going to treat every fucking team we're playing like like they're the Bills. Like, they're the best team in the league. You know what I mean? Like, he, he does not underestimate a single opponent. And that's how I am with football, with life, with everything. I just, I don't mean to, I don't mean to suck Jalen Hurts' dick all over the podcast. But, I mean, goddamn, I think the guy's an idol. Jalen, he's, he's a guy. As we talked about earlier, who, who were we talking about earlier that's not a guy? Um, I forget. We brought up somebody. Jimmy G. Jimmy G, not a guy. 
Jalen Hurts, even before he was a guy in terms of being that athlete on the field in the NFL, he was a guy. Like, he was the definition, textbook definition of what you would want your quarterback to be. A leader 100%. of a fucking story, just a comeback story, man. I mean, his, his college career, everything about the dude. You want him to be successful. And I'm so happy that he's doing it. I know I brought it up a little bit. I brought it up every every episode, the practice one and the first one. But, yeah, go Jalen Hurts, man. You guys are going to absolutely destroy the Steelers. Okay, what was the next game? I was going to go ahead and jump to one of the the highlight uh, afternoon games other than Giants-Seahawks. We were talking about that one already. Uh, highlight. Uh, no, no, actually, 49ers-Rams. Uh, I think that one – well, I think the Rams defense – is going to step up and try to make it a game because it's going to be against the Niners. We know there's a little bit of rivalry with Rams and Niners fans, at least over here on the West Coast there is. Um, I've always seen them talking a little shit to each other. It's fun to go out to the bars during Niners and Rams games. Um, I think the Niners are going to do it. I think they'll probably, you know, I, I see it being one of those things where it's really close and then the Niners are going to start to run away with it because Matt Stafford is going to give them a lot of momentum. Matt Stafford's going to end the game, I think, with at least three picks. I'm calling that right now. Three picks? I think that Niners defense is going to make Matt Stafford their bitch. Now, I tell you what. I like you, and I want you. Now, we can do this the easy way, or we can do it the hard way. To be honest, I don't. I, he's been, oh, God, dude. If it wasn't for Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford would look like Detroit Matt Stafford, like, all fucking year. Yeah, Matt Stafford, and they had mentioned it um, at the beginning of the season. He had some kind of surgery on his arm or something, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that screwed him up. But um, I'm looking here at the 49ers. So since the 2019 season, do you know what the 49ers record is against the Los Angeles Rams? Yeah, tell me. Seven and one. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan absolutely owns Sean, Sean McVay. Yes, he the does. 49ers uh, are going to win this game just simply off of that fact. The last time they lost was last year in the NFC Championship game, I guess. But yeah, that was you know seventeen well, to twenty. I, that was a close game. I didn't know it was that lopsided. Like I said, I know there's that. I know the fans like to talk shit, man. I'm telling you, you go out to go out to the bars uh, for Sunday afternoon if you can, if you're off, and go like. Uh, see how these Niners and Rams fans are. I think a lot of them be talking shit to each other. There's a little bit of a rivalry there. It reminds me of when I'm out and see fucking Cowboy fans, you know? I gotta talk a little shit, you know, whether it's good-hearted or, you know, gets a little fuck you-ish, you know? It's it's fucking good fun. I haven't been able to talk shit in a few years, so... <laughs> That's yeah. <all> right. <laughs> as soon as I try to talk shit, somebody just brings up Mr. Mr. Unlimited, and then it's just like, yeah, you're right, fair point. We will not be talking about Packers and Bills. We know how that's going to go. Yeah, that's one-sided as it gets. And honestly, we don't need to talk about Bengals, Browns. Joe Burrow, Joey B should should wax that ass. Joey B should wax that ass. Joey B is a guy. Um, Speaking of guys and just fucking a dude that you would want on your side, me and you went to the movies last night. That's right. Black Adam. Whoo! What a fucking film, man. I will say right now, DC has finally impressed me, like, in a very satisfied way. I did like Shazam when Shazam came out. Shazam was a step in the right direction for sure. That first Wonder Woman was as well. The first Wonder Woman was a really good movie. 
Um, but this one is probably the best thing, other than Suicide Squad, the the, the newest one, the one by James yeah. Gunn. And we'll get into that a little bit later. We have that to talk about. But other than that one by Gunn, uh, this is the best DC movie they've done for sure, man. I am so glad that The Rock <laughs> killed that shit, man. He killed that shit. You know, it's funny. They, uh, I, I saw some kind of little notification or something before I went and saw the movie that, it, or maybe you had told me that that it had to go through, uh, like the testing guideline like uh, several M- times it's to M- get from rated r to pg-13 i believe it's called the mpaa or the mpa yeah. something like that yeah they have was... to go through seven or eight screenings or like testings of it to to be able to call that movie pg-13 i was curious i was wondering i was like i wonder why <laughs> it was and five minutes into the movie the why was answered my God, man. Yeah. <laughs> this... they, they do not hold back. Like, and that's what I love about DC. It's always been a little more grimier one, man. Yeah. And, woo boy, The Rock, Black Adam was out there whooping shit. He was kicking that ass. That was, a, it was fun to watch. Not all of the comedy in it landed for me, but it was still funny. Like, the, the funny parts, that there were still a lot of funny parts in there that they made me laugh, like, genuinely. Um, there were parts that weren't supposed to be funny that made me laugh, but it still worked. <laughs> um, all the supporting characters I thought were actually really good. There weren't like any like useless characters. I don't think. Well, I mean, no, I don't. I still, yeah. as I think about, it, I don't want to get too much into it without being like spoilery. That's you know, we don't want to. Yeah. Do... Can't talk about it too much. Yeah, don't. I don't want to do any spoilers because I want you guys to all be able to go see that. Um, and I fucking hate when I get stuff spoiled, so we're not gonna do that to you guys. But um, no, dude, like they, all the supporting characters were good. The funny ones, the serious ones. Um, I think the bad guy was kind of basic. Uh, that's the only, like, that's probably be the number one thing I would have to say against it that holds it back from being a 10 out of 10. Um, the bad guy was a little basic. And uh, not, this isn't a spoiler. It's a typical DC. If you've seen all the other DC movies, it's a pretty typical ending. There's a big, you know, CGI villain. The villain's always a big CGI monster at the end. Or not monster per se, but you know a CGI thing that the hero is fighting. They did have that typical formula in it um, that you'll be you're accustomed to that with these DC movies. But um, it, all in all, dude, it was really well done from the good beginning, good middle, a good ending. And uh, if you haven't heard about the post credit scene, don't look up anything about it because a lot of people are spoiling it. It had been spoiled for me beforehand. But it was still cool to see it even being spoiled. Uh, stay. There's only one post credit scene. Stay behind for that. It's it's pretty good. That long. Marvel makes you wait like twenty fucking minutes. Yeah, for the yeah, first one, and then another ten for the second end credit scene. And those Fuck second those ones. Are, and those second ones are usually just a joke. <laughs> it's always something. something to just piss you off, but you stay every fucking time just in case. Yeah, just in case. What was the one? The was it uh, Civil War where they had the <laughs> the. Um, Captain America training, like the training video for the school. The, the Hannibal Burris did, yeah, because yeah, he uh, he's the teacher in the Spider Man one, yeah, yeah. Peter Parker's high school. Yeah, the, he was doing the. He showed that video, and it's like sometimes you wait around and there's nothing, no chaos, <laughs> and uh, you just got to move on with that. And then it just cut to black. Like as mu- as big of a middle finger as Marvel's ever given us. But, yeah, yeah. I was I was on this train kind of early, and now after watching this movie, I'm fully on this train, and I think people are starting to hop on the train with me. And so I think it's fair enough to say that I'm the train conductor in this situation. Oh lord! But I am the train conductor when it comes to DC is. On its way to overrun Marvel. So look out. Choo choo. Here comes the fucking train. DC's coming, baby. 
I will say they they won't surpass Marvel, but they definitely are on the right track to build their own solid type of hero thing going on. Like, yes, it's still superheroes. They'll always be competitors in that. But they can kind of make their own thing, I think, here, man. Their own little separate, you know, universe to get hyped about. Their own multiverse to get hyped out. Because, you know, that's where everything's going with Marvel and DC. It's always about the multiverse. Um, it's how the comics have always really been. Um, and I don't know. I'm excited about it. But to help them get along with it, though, as we were talking about earlier, the director of that Suicide Squad movie, the second one that came out, not that first one with uh, Will Smith in it, but the, the second one with Idris Elba, and still uh, Margot Robbie with Harley Quinn. James Gunn. James Gunn is the name of the, that man that did that. He's done so many good movies, too. He was the writer for the uh, Scooby-Doo movie, the, the first one that came out with uh, um, Freddie Prince Jr. as Fred and, you know, the, the Shaggy We All Know and Love, Matthew Lillard doing that. He wrote that movie. He made the movie Slither. I don't know if you've seen that horror movie came out back in the day. It's a great horror movie. Basically, the guy he's uh, he did the Peacemaker show with John Cena recently, right after that Suicide Squad. The guy is one of Hollywood's best fucking directors and writers. I hope to work with him one day. Uh, and this motherfucker, as of today, I'm pretty sure it was today, that's when I saw the news break. Um, he is co-CEO of the DCEU. He is basically now the Kevin Feige of DC. How Kevin Feige runs and makes all the creative decisions for Marvel. James Gunn now has that over at DC, and I think that makes them some serious fucking competitors to Marvel now, because they're going to start putting out some high-quality content, I think. Um, everything James Gunn has put out, most people love that shit. You were, um, you were the one that brought, which I mean, you when you met me, you knew that I knew absolutely nothing when it comes to cinematography and, and producers and people like that. James Gunn is one of the few people that you brought to my attention that now... Anytime that man produces a movie, I don't give a fuck what it's about. I'm watching that goddamn movie because James yes. Gunn is just fucking good at what he does, man. Oh my god, I for, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He did the the he is the director for the all the whole Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy, the the first two and the third one that's going to come out. Um, that's his, and that will be his last thing with Marvel because obviously he's going to be running DC now. Um, and he's exclusively signed for D, all the ones he's going to actually produce and everything direct. He's exclusively doing that now. So we won't see any more Marvel, no more um, Guardians movies by him. Um, but man, like I said, this is this is big for DC. I just I got the other guy. He's co-CEO with it. Um, obviously, he'll be the main creative part because uh, the other guy is a man by the name of Peter Safran. And um, I'm not sure who he is. Probably the, the one of the business guys, one of the you know partners or VPs that was running that stuff. And he's going to get that promotion with Gunn. And uh, he'll likely handle the whole business side while Gunn, you know, Feige's, his, you know, does his own impersonation of Feige uh, over for DC. Um, but I think, man, it's fucking James Gunn, dude. As you can tell, I'm a fucking fan. And uh, I, I think that's going to be really good for the rest of the movies that come out from them. Huge. And, I mean, you saw what they did with, with Suicide Squad. That was a total, like, and I don't think a lot of people... Like, if you're just kind of a casual movie fan, like, you see a, a reboot, or technically, it wasn't technically a reboot to Suicide Squad. It wasn't, you know, a, like, they're going to keep the original it Suicide was, it Squad. It was, it was, it was, uh, it like a soft reboot. Yeah, kind yeah. of a soft reboot, but, like, you wouldn't really think, and it just, it didn't even, because it was during COVID time, it didn't even release in movies, it was in on HBO Max. That's right. And so, you, you uh, if you were just a kind of a casual movie watcher, you wouldn't think much of that movie. 
and that um, that's the best thing DC's released so far, without a doubt. I think hands down that movie is absolutely fantastic. If you have not seen the new Suicide Squad, need to watch on it. HBO Max. That is an absolute must watch. That new Suicide Squad was a nine out of ten. And as for Black Adam, my personal rating, I would have to give it an eight point five. I think that's you know I might like eight point three seven two. Somewhere around there, there you know, I think it's a pretty good average. Um, go. I like to round it out. You know, I don't like to leave a lot of decimals. But that's a, That's pretty. It's an easy number to yeah, remember. Yeah, easy number to remember. I don't even remember what I just said. So that's how you know how easy it is to remember. Um, but yeah, that was. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. DC, and I don't even know what what's the next one. The Flash coming out is that the next? Uh, DC for DC, movie? I think it's Shazam. Shazam, uh, Shazam two. Yeah, Ooh, and Shazam I was too. high on the first Shazam. I was a. I was the first one that I told you I was on your ass a lot when that Shazam came out. That like, yo, DC's doing something here. Yeah. DC's doing something, and they sure are. Yeah, that first Shazam was hella good too. That's uh, I would say that'd be their top three movies right now. Is that Suicide Squad, Black Adam, and then uh, the sh- the first Shazam. Um, I, I mentioned it earlier. The first Wonder Woman was really good. I really like that one. The second one. Yeah, I don't like how they did. Yeah, I don't like how they did the second one. It was a that one felt like very rushed to me. Like I don't, I don't know another way to put that movie. Like it just felt, uh, I don't know. I I didn't like it nowhere near as I I did the first one. Yeah, no, and and I I honestly wasn't. I mean, because Marvel was really doing their thing when that first Wonder Woman came out, and so I that was the end of the Infinity Saga. Yeah, and I kind of overlooked it, and I wasn't overly. I mean, it was a good movie, but I wasn't overly impressed. It did not sell me on DC at that point. So, um, but they are they are completely selling me now. So, um, I think I think that covers our our movie topic for the day. I have I have one more thing I want to discuss here, Mm -hmm. folks. It's finally happening. We. We've wondered for a long time. We've always talked about how we've been able to get away with this. And no more will we be able to. In early 2023, Netflix will be cracking down on sharing your Netflix account. That's right. They will be monetizing the amount of people that you have on your Netflix account. I mean, we all saw this coming, right? It it was eventually a thing that was going to happen. I don't know... um, I don't know. It's just upsetting because, you know, we got away with it for so long. And when you get away with something as long mm-hmm. as that, you just think you're never going to get caught. And, right. And now that they're doing something about it, you just want to be mad, you know? I mean, should, do we have a right to be mad? Is, is, what, what, what are your thoughts on this? I'm, I don't know what to think, man. Um, I got two words for them. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Fuck you. Fuck you, Netflix. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? Netflix can lick my balls, all right? That's what, that's ridiculous. Uh, You know, they, there's some greedy bastards over there. They are hanging on by a thread, I think. Uh, There's not too many series I think they have left that really hold me like that. Um, You know what I mean? Like, that's, I don't know, they they need to step it up, I think, if they want to start implementing some shit like that, because these other streaming services are starting to look way better than them i think hbo max is fucking amazing i mean that's that would probably be if we're talking about like best streaming services i would have to put that as my number one hbo max is elite i mean south park when you when hulu loses south park and it goes over or yeah hulu had south park and it goes over that was i mean hbo had me then but i mean 
And then you you talked me into watching The Sopranos mm-hmm. on HBO. Best TV show of all time, hands down. There's not even a close second place. Whoa there. Don't, no, you don't even want to say, don't say anything. Uh, um, and then you also got me to watch The Wire, mm. another fantastic oh show. I haven't gosh. even finished The Wire, but another fantastic show on HBO. And that's just the surface. That's just the, that's just the, the tip of the iceberg. Gotta finish The Wire, man. If you guys haven't watched The Wire or The Sopranos, uh, definitely would recommend both of those. I would just recommend HBO Max in general. Like, if you want to say, fuck you, Netflix, I can go somewhere else, baby, there is a woman named HBO Max that will take your ass in and she will treat you right, cook for you, make you feel comfortable, and take care of you. Hold them down, baby, let mama have them. HBO Max is the way to go. I don't even... I don't even, I mean, my, my lineup, my lineup, I don't even have a Netflix. So I guess me doing that story was kind of pointless. But I mean, a lot of people have Netflix. And I think eventually yeah. the other streaming services will probably end up doing the same shit. But my lineup right now is obviously HBO Max at one, Hulu's at two, just because I got to have my family guy in there. I, I love Hulu. And Hulu has a lot of great, if you're an anime person, Hulu has a lot of great animes to watch. Yeah, it does. Um, Disney Plus has got to be there just because you get Disney, ESPN, and Hulu on that bundle. So that's basically mm. one, right? That is so, that is honestly a pretty solid bundle. Yeah. Piece, uh, so and that's yeah. that, that's my whole lineup. Oh, and Amazon Prime. Those are that's yeah. five right there. You don't and, need Netflix. Am- Netflix. Amazon is strictly a necessity, like solely because of a certain amount of shows. The Boys, ten out of ten. Invin- 10 out of 10. Invincible, 10 out of 10. 11 out of 10. Yeah, like, oh my God. Those two shows right off the bat, dude. Oh my God, outstanding. Shouts out to Amazon Prime and everybody that has anything to do with any both of those shows. That shit, is, uh, that shit should set the bar. Like, you know what I mean? Those are great fucking TV shows. Not only that, but if, like, other shows and shit, you know, like, when you search up and... Like, Netflix will always, like, it'll have the option in the search bar, and then it just won't have it <laughs> for you there. Um, Amazon Prime pretty much has everything. It's just some shit you have to buy. So, like, yeah. which comes in clutch the new season of Rick and Morty, you know, for example. Mm-hmm. I buy that every year on Amazon Prime. Whenever, every time the new season comes out, I buy that on Amazon Prime. Because you get to watch it. Penny. Absolutely. So, Amazon Prime has its uh, has its clutch clutch moments. And they have Anchorman 2 on. What else do I have to say? What else do you need? (laughs) Basically, to to break it down, you know, simply, Netflix is bottom tier, low-key, dog. It's working its way down. Do you think, I mean, you would think, we got a lot of streaming services right now. We do. It's saturated. We haven't even talked about Peacock and and whatever. Paramount Plus. Plus, All of it, dude. Yeah, so you think eventually we're going to get to where these services are just buying each other out and we're just going to get, you know, one or two elite services i mean if we want to be realistic about it or like to be honest we want to be nihilistic about it disney's gonna own everything by the time we're like off 50 do we have a problem (laughs) no sir no mr mouse no mr mouse oh that's good because i thought we had a problem for a minute there huh them, it'll be them and warner brothers that'll be because warner brothers has been around forever they're probably not going to go anywhere they're i mean well They'll they'll probably just keep merging. So yeah, I mean, eventually it'll probably just be Disney's name, but other people will have some a lot of weight and a lot of clout in it. Cause uh, I know fucking we slowly we let that little fucking Mickey Mouse, we let that little innocent character and Goofy and the whole fucking crew, we let them dance around and put up a Disneyland. And fool us into a magical fun time, and they secretly built the biggest fucking empire in the world 
right underneath our feet. And we did nothing about it because we love it. We love everything about Disneyland. We love everything about the name Disney and <laughs> the movies, everything. And they just took over the world. And and they and they did it with the Nazis too. <laughs> yeah, and totally. If you looked, Walt Disney was not a good person, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is a whole podcast in and of itself. I don't even want to get started on that shit. Um, but yeah, and you know what? God damn it, I'll still go to fucking Disneyland because that place is a goddamn good time, man. It is great at Disneyland. So yeah, Disney, they are uh, yeah they are the monopoly. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, if you want to be nihilistic about it, Disney will probably own everything, man. They're going to buy everything out. That's just not going anywhere. Warner Brothers is the only competitor that could stand up to them. But, you know, they might end up merging. HBO Max is going to uh, be merging with Discovery Plus, too. That was another streaming service. <laughs> but they're already merging. I don't know if they already have, but they will be soon. Um, I don't know how that affects membership, stuff like that. I'm pretty sure you're already paying for it. They're not going to boot you out. You're going to, you know, just be put into that subscription with it. I don't, I'm guessing Discovery Plus did not, I didn't even know that was a streaming service. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing they just like, you know, let HBO Max take them and HBO Max yeah. like, here's a couple of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they both needed the merge, honestly, and that's why they would do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's still going to work out. I don't think it's going to affect things too much. Like I said, I, I think it'll still be solid. We're getting into the swing of this, folks. This was a good second episode. That was smooth. You didn't have a breakdown prior to the, you know, start of the episode. That was. No, I did <laughs> last week. I almost ended it all, folks. It was great. We, I had to drag Tyler to the table to start the first podcast episode. He was not, he was not a happy man last week. But we're here. We got the first one in. The second one in, folks. We're here, man, and we're not going away anytime soon. Suds and buds, baby. That's right. You, you you don't like it. You better you better call the cops. And even they can't stop us. Diplomatic immunity, honey. I don't uh-huh. even know what that means, but uh, fuck it. I'll be back.